Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast or a real statistics professor. And the Bonnie to his Clyde, Jake. Gives you sports betting tips. I am Professor Sides. You can follow me and find all of my picks on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, January 28th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best college basketball bets. In case you're new here, I have built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. That information, along with a graded A, B, or C pick for each of today's games, is available in the Google Sheet that is listed in the show's description. Picks that get an A are the ones I love, picks that get a B are the ones I like, and picks that get a C are the leans. However, please remember, good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, yesterday, the uh, the model picks, again, profitable. Uh, some of the picks we did on here didn't go quite as well on those buzzer beaters. Loyola Chicago specifically uh, really let me down, missed two late free throws. We talked about they've been such a great finishing team this year and just couldn't quite finish. Um, that was obviously disappointing. Other than that, Jake, uh, what did we learn yesterday? Yeah, that Loyola Chicago game, that was weird. And like being so, so low scoring. I mean, that was reminiscent of yep. before. That was a first half score. Not a, not a, yeah, not a yeah. full game score, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Purdue last night showed us offensively what what they can do. They hit everything they threw up. It was wild. And I mean, they showed a defense came like came back to bite them a little bit, and Iowa closed in on them, made a run, and they only hit forty five percent of the free throws. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on going forward to make sure, like with those tight lines, that they're still going to be able to cover that. Um, and then. Tyler Wall came back for Wisconsin, showed some signs of rust, but at least he's out there playing, which means he's getting better. Um, and hopefully you got that seven, seven and a half number that, and that three didn't come back to bite you. Utterly yeah, it was, uh, it was an easy cover for Wisconsin. And then that last minute three, and I was like, oh, that might've mattered for some people. Of course yeah. that line hung around for seven and a half most of the day. So unless you were betting late into the night, I, I retweeted, uh someone else had tweeted basically and summarized my thoughts on this perfectly right you don't want to bet popular favorites later in the day the number is going to be worse you want to get those earlier in the day in general so as long as you don't wait to the last minute there that one didn't cost you but if, if you if you bet, bet at the very end that three was not not kind to you that's for sure and I mean, wisconsin didn't play as well as we thought like johnny davis had a bad game and tyler wall obviously wasn't wasn't himself so that, that the three could have come back to bite a lot of people there at the end. Yeah. And uh, I think I might have to change my tune on UCLA. I've not been a fan of them all year. I thought they were a fraud. But last night they looked like that Final Four team again. And, man, that – and that was without Juzang too. And they won by, yeah. what, near, nearly 30 points. So that's in – in what you would think is a letdown spot going from yeah. playing Arizona to, like, a California team that's in, insignificant. Yep, that was a really impressive uh, performance by UCLA last night. Uh, like we talked about after that Arizona game, you know, it, how much of that, a, a little bit of that for sure was uh, just a bad spot or a bad night for Arizona. Those happened, but also yeah. UCLA looking like the real deal, finally coming around after a yeah. really disappointing start to the season. Uh, so they're going to be a fun team to keep an eye on uh, going forward. Tonight, we have uh, 18 games on the slate. Today, we're going to give you a pick. On, I believe 12 of them, so that's two-thirds of the slate. So we're going to kick it off with a 5 p.m. game, Central Time, Wyoming at Air Force. The model says Wyoming minus nine, so it's a B pick for me on Wyoming minus seven and a half. 
Jake, I, I wish this number was seven. You know, seven is one of the more key yeah. numbers, less so than in, in football, right? The key numbers are really important because of the way the scoring happens. But in basketball, seven is still a key number. It's a, a number where you see a lot of games fall because of the fouling. I wish it was seven, Jake. I think you don't think that matters. So I'm curious to hear why you think seven, seven and a half, eight doesn't matter. You still like Wyoming anyway. I want to hear your thoughts there. Air Force has been playing well or better recently, but they're just, they're not a very good team. So don't get don't get fooled. Wyoming is a very solid team. Um, they they can make some noise in March, but I, I don't I don't think in their conference they're going to be able to get get there. But they are one of the best like teams. They rank inside uh, for turnovers. They they rank inside the top twenty for turnovers per game. Um, they're very efficient. They've got two really good players in Graham Ike and uh, Maldonado. Those two guys play very well off each other because uh, it's a guard and a big guy, and they just run that offense very well. They're very solid defensively, um, and they're, they're kind of deep. They've had, like, uh, Xavier Dussel um, has been out the last four games, and he was averaging right about 10 points, and then the next guy up came up and jumped his average from five to 10 and replaced it like he hasn't missed a step. So that can only bowl better for them when he comes back. Because then you've got a better bench player, one way, whoever's on the bench, not. But this Colorado team or Air Force team, man, they uh, <laughs> they can't hit free throws. They shoot like sixty three percent as a team, and that's going to matter when you get close, like when these closer tight game like games. And I, th- I really think <laughs> the turnovers are the key. They turn the ball over at twenty three percent every possession, so that's m- more than one out of every five they're handing the ball to Wyoming, who's a good offensive team and i think that's the big difference here and and i think it's also worth noting here before we move on to the next game that air force playing at altitude can have a huge home court advantage depending on who's playing them not going to be as big of a thing with wyoming though because wyoming is also located in altitude as opposed to if you get a team more around you know san jose state or someone like that comes into town that could affect their home court advantage give them a little bit um uh, of, of an advantage you know with the lungs right but not going to be a, an issue for wyoming so wyoming should be able to go in there and handle their business i think 6 p.m rhode island at dayton we've got dayton here as a six point favorite it's a b pick for me on dayton the model thinks it should be dayton minus seven the model has underestimated both teams this year but it's underestimated dayton a little bit more and, and those are things that i look at here when we're discussing which games to talk about and the reason why is because if i know that i'm underestimating a team more than their opponent and then the model says play them again i have to kind of pause and say has the number caught up i have to look at that but this year it's it's been giving dayton even less respect than rhode island's not the model back state and i think it's a good spot for them i think they can cover that number of six jake what's your take yeah i i I like this dayton team they've been a little inconsistent but they've shown flashes of being really really good like obviously with the kansas win right like playing even though the win was kind of a fluke buzzer beater but to be there in a buzzer beater scenario hanging with, with them yeah uh, it just, yeah it's i mean that means they played them well all game um absolutely they've also beat a decent virginia tech and a good miami team and a and a pretty good belmont team this year so that they've shown signs of being that kind of older dayton teams we've come to see that make a run in march um they are a more uh, kind of a balanced offensive t- attack they've got it's really three guys and then a kind of steep fall off but having three guys averaging around the double digit mark helps out um they've got 
there was last game, he's not a huge impact player, but it obviously shortens the bench. Uh, Weaver left early, so I don't know. It's kind of up in the air if he's going to play or not because he, he busted his shoulder up. I'm, I don't think it's a big impact, but it's a it's their best free throw shooter, so that could come to play in like towards the end of the game um, if, if he's a closing lineup kind of guy. But this Rhode Island team is just not great offense. They don't have enough offensively to keep up. They they play at a faster pace and turn the ball over more, and I think that's why the pace is different. I think they'd rather play the slower pace like Dayton, but they can't hold on to the ball. Um, and they've, it's really a two-man team. You've got Malachi Mitchell and Jeremy Shepard, and then after that, there's I think the next highest scoring average was like six after those guys. So it's just not a very all-around team because if one of those guys is off, they're done, they're done for the night. Yeah, and it has the opportunity, in my opinion, for this to really snowball for Rhode Island. When you have a team uh, like Dayton who really wants to take the air out of the ball and play at a really slow pace against a team that turns the ball over, things can go really south quickly because if Rhode Island has a couple of turnovers, Dayton possesses the ball for a long time. This could be a game where you see stretches of three or four minutes at a time where Rhode Island gets three shots in one bucket. And, and those type of things get guys out of rhythms. It can be really frustrating. So there's a possibility here that the, the matchups just work in Dayton's favor really well for that one. Also at 6 p.m. Central Time, Ohio at Buffalo. It's an A pick for me on Ohio plus three and a half. The model thinks it should be Buffalo minus one, so pretty close to a pick em. I think Ohio gets the outright win here on the road. I think they're a much better team than Buffalo. We get a lot of Matt Gimble action here because uh, they're one of the, the conferences that plays on, on Fridays predominantly. I've been fading this Buffalo team lately, and I don't see any reason to stop. I, I've said it before here. I think they're just still getting too much respect for Buffalo teams of years past. They're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but they are not that team that they were in the past where they can make the tournament as a 13 seed, maybe scare somebody, go on a run, something like that. Or when I think they were a 12 seed, they're not that team anymore. Ohio actually is pretty solid. I think Ohio goes on the road and gets the outright victory, but uh, for the eight pick, I'm taking the three and a half points, just in case it is a tight one. Jake, what's your take? I'm, I'm with you. I'm all over this Ohio team. This Ohio team is a very, I don't, I feel like this line is very disrespectful of how good this Ohio team has been all year. I don't, yep. I'm not seeing where Buffalo is better than Ohio. Yep. I think like every, every step of the way, not that Buffalo is a bad team, like you were saying, they're, they're just very yep. average. Like, yeah, they're not great anywhere, but they're not bad anywhere. And, and every step of the way, I think Ohio is a better team. Um, Buffalo likes to play this kind of a fast pace and score 80 points a game, and which is complete opposite of what Ohio wants to do. And typically the team with the better guards controls that kind of pace. And that's Ohio's way because if, if you're not speeding up your guards, you're not getting the turnovers, it's going to be a slow, slower game. And Ohio is just very good. They're 3-1 and one as a road favorite. Or, so that means they travel well, typically. Yep. And uh, they're, they're a really good free throw shooting team, hitting about 76%. So th- I, I think that's more than enough offensively for for them to stay within three and a half or stay under four and probably even win the game. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think they get the outright win here. I, I, I've watched, you know, 
there's so many teams you can't watch all these games right i try to watch as much as possible we talked about this before i got multiple screens up at a time uh you know some of these conferences i just i just don't see a lot of i've seen enough of the mac i anything can happen in any one game right so i never want to say there's never any of these you know money back guarantee games i think that's kind of ridiculous there's no such thing as a lock right but just watching this game how i expect it to play out one of those if this game's played multiple times how does it play out type thing i have a hard time seeing how buffalo does what they want to do against this Ohio team. Like you said, I think that Ohio is going to be able to control the pace. It just, I just don't see how, I mean, it'd have to be some sort of crazy home foot advantage uh, that I'm not seeing happening here. Just because of the fact that, like you said, Ohio is just a really good team and Buffalo doesn't have that one thing that they can do to really get Ohio out of what they want to do. They're not special at anything that you say, Oh yes, they're kind of only average, but they do this. Buffalo's just kind of a run of the mill team. Uh, and I, I think Ohio can take care of business there. Moving yeah. on back to the Mountain West portion of the evening, 8 p.m. UNLV at Colorado State. Colorado State is a 12 and a half point favorite. I've got a total pick for you here. I've got the over 141 and a half. The model thinks it should be a shade over 143. Jake, I just want to point out something to you. Um, UNLV allowed 80 points to San Jose State, uh, San Diego State. Colorado State allowed 79 points to San Diego State. This month, San Diego State's three other point totals in their conference games. 62 37 and 57 and that you can't just use that necessarily but look these two teams they can sometimes not play defense and both these teams yeah. kind of can play a little bit of offense i think this is going to be a high scoring game obviously colorado state is a big favorite for a reason they should win the game but i think the overs are really solid pick here just because both of these teams have shown the propensity to give up a lot of points. And so it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those 90 to 70 type games or something yeah. along those lines. Obviously, I'm not predicting that that's way over the total, but something like that, I would look at and be like, yeah, sure, that seems about right. Jake, what's your pick for this one? Yeah, I, I, I love the over in this like because of what you said. That was one of the points I was going to make is how these teams can tend to forget about the defensive end of the floor. Um <laughs> And uh, so, but Colorado State, we've, I've talked about them a few times on, on here, and they are just, and every time I've brought up all their shooting, they're, they're just an incredible offensive team from every yep. stat you want. But this time, I want to point out their, their only loss so far this year, and their only really bad game where they had a terrible game was on the road at San Diego State. Um, but David uh, Roddy is an incredible player for Colorado State. He's a 6'5 guard that has post moves like he's a seven-foot guy and just makes people look foolish, shoots 45 from the three, shoots about 80 from the free throw line, and they're going to run everything through him. They've got three other guards that shoot above 40 from, from three, so it's going to be – I don't think <clears throat> UNLV has enough to keep up here. They, they turn the ball over a little bit too much, and that's just going to lead right into the Colorado State hand. And Colorado State's coach – I can't think of his name, but he's – I've really liked – like this is the first year I've really paid attention to Colorado State. And he does some things with a 1-2-2 press or getting into a 1-3-1 at different times, and it forces the hand and gets gets his team rolling. And I really like him to make an adjustment like that. And also, UNLV, since conference play has been bad, they have three total wins. Two of them are against a really bad San Jose State team. 
Yep. And UNLV has been a team that I think we've both kind of enjoyed fading at times here in these spots. So uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. And kind of like you said with the turnovers, um, that, that can lead to some quick points for Colorado State. Uh, if it does turn into a blowout, it's not a game that I'm worried about the total necessarily because in blowouts, these teams just like to keep scoring. They don't like to just slow it down and just say, we, you know, some teams kind of play that we've got the win, let's move on, or we're losing, let's move on. But these two teams are going to keep scoring, in my opinion. So uh, it should be uh, an, uh, maybe an interesting ending with regards to the spread of the total, but probably not for the game results uh but that takes us to our last breakdown of the day the mountain west standalone game 10 p.m central if you're up for it, a little mountain west after dark here boise state at fresno state might be the game of the night here uh, fresno state is a one point home favorite it's a b pick for me on fresno state i think it should be a little more than two um boise has won i believe 16 in a row it's been quite an incredible Great. run that they've been on um why does that come to a stop today jake well i i think it has a lot to do with the fresno state team it's almost identical in, at every step of the way so if you add in home court and the fact that boise state as a team i don't understand that shoots 60 percent from the free throw line and somehow there's five worst three worst teams of the 358 so may god have mercy on those teams souls because that's <laughs> just oh, oh god um so i don't see if this game goes out like it like it's supposed to and be a, a credible defensive battle with both teams being in the top 20 defense in every defensive metric you can think of and they hit, handle the ball pretty well i think orlando robinson for uh fernando state and plus the free throws is a big difference um or, like Boise State doesn't have that guy you can point to and say, okay, or give give the ball at the end and be like, okay, get me a bucket. And Fresno State has him in Orlando who averages about 19 points a game. Um, but uh, this might be the most competitive game of the night, but I really don't recommend watching it. I recommend you get to sleep and watch all day Saturday because Saturday is loaded. And this one's yeah. late and no offense. Like you like put put up on the board though, right? The total is 118 and a half. I mean, anytime you get under 120 in college basketball, 130, under 130 to me probably a boring game. Under 120 is like, whoa, we're not expecting points at yeah. all in that one. And just real quick to correct the record, sorry, first uh, Boise State has won 16 total games, 13 in a row. 13 in a row is still quite an impressive yeah. winning streak. Uh, but I think we were both on Fresno here uh, to go ahead and get that. Um, snap that winning streak for Boise, uh, which takes us to your exclusive pod content for the day, the buzzer beaters. I've got the total of the day, 6 p.m. IPFW, that's Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne at Northern uh, Kentucky, over 136 and a half. I've got the A-plus pick of the day, 4 p.m. Central Time, so a little bit earlier start here, Holy Cross, plus five and a half versus lehigh look i get people i get the holy cross is not good but lehigh isn't either lehigh being favored by that much on the road just blows my mind i i, I can't see it uh against very many teams there's a short list of teams that they should be favored by that much on the road as bad as holy cross is i don't think they're one of them the best b side 6 p.m central fairfield minus two and a half at Ryder. Every dog has its day, 8 p.m. A, a fairly disappointing Cleveland State team, plus 110 at another kind of disappointing team, Wright State, after what how good Wright State has been in, in years past. But I like Cleveland State uh, to go ahead and get that win for us. And then a little afternoon delight. We're back with this segment. We haven't had 
one of these games in a little bit. Uh, Boston University plus two versus Colgate. Colgate, better than their record. So don't be fooled by their record. They're not that bad. But Boston is much improved from, uh, you know, last year, year before where they were a really bad team. This Boston University team is actually kind of solid. So at home, I like them to keep it close, maybe get a win. Um, so I'm taking the two points there in the afternoon game. Jake, what are your buzzer beaters? Uh, I've, I've got two to finish out. I was covering two-thirds of the slate today. I've got Toledo <laughs> minus eight. This Toledo team is probably the best team in the MAC. They're very, very good. Um, and then I like this New Mexico State to cover their minus 10 because San Jose State is that kind of bad. And New, New Mexico, not New Mexico State. Yeah, sorry, New Mexico. Oops. Yeah. Uh, yep. Because <laughs> San Jose State is that kind of bad. They got me screwed up my picks. So <laughs> it, it's it, yeah, it's tough when you when you throw when you throw states on some teams and not others, right? Um, yeah. That's all we have for you today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder: uh, check out the Google Sheet for all picks and totals on today's games. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button. We will get you a new episode every weekday of the college basketball season. We will see you Monday, and until then, remember: you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>